Morning everybody. It's really good to see you all here this morning. You are most welcome, particularly anybody that's here visiting or here for the first time. Please be relaxed. Just enjoy fellowship. Enjoy being in the presence of the Lord. So I'll open in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for the joy and privilege of being here again this morning. It's just so wonderful to uh, be here together, to worship together, pray together, to hear your word together, to share together, and to be in your presence. We give you this time, Holy Spirit, to lead us, to tell us what you would have us know, to draw us closer to your draw us closer to yourself. And we ask, Lord, that you give each one of us, each and every person here today, something special to take away. And it's not just a time where we've enjoyed fellowship with one another and then gone away and it's had no impact. Give us something to really take away and act on to enrich our relationship with you. So we give you this time this morning, Lord, in your glory and in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Before I hand over to Claire, who's leading us in praise and worship this morning, just wanted to read a few verses from Isaiah chapter 44, so a few verses, and it's entitled, There Is No Other God, because I just thought this was a good reminder to us as we enter into our time of praise and worship, who it is we're praising and worshiping. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first, and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. And who can proclaim as I do? Then let him declare it and set it in order for me. Since I appointed the ancient people and the things that are coming and shall come, let them show these to them. Do not fear nor be afraid. Have I not told you from that time and declared it? You are my witnesses. Is there a God besides me? Indeed, there is no other rock. I know not one. He is the rock on which we stand. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ian. Yeah, what a mighty, what a mighty God we serve. Um, I've also got a verse from Isaiah I wanted to share with um, just as we start. Um, and this is a verse that's um, pretty well known and it's been very special to me over the last couple of years. Um, in repentance and rest is your salvation, in quietness and trust is your strength. Um, and I'm, I'm not very good at resting, <laughs> so God's still working on me there. But I just wanted to talk about that word repentance, um, which I think I sometimes have thought of as just meaning feeling guilty, but um, repentance is about turning 
And I just feel like for me, I just God's been saying to me, just keep turning back to me. Return, repent, is just to keep turning back to God. Um, and you know, the things that happen in our lives um, distract us and, and get us bogged down. Um, so this is our chance just to turn back to God. Um, so I want to do a little bit similar to I did last time I led worship, just actually playing through the first song without us singing to start off with, just to give us a chance to return to the Lord. And um, to um, another thing I've been reading about is about getting rid of what's getting in the way between you and God. If there is any sins, we can confess it. His word says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And I'm reading a really good um, Lent devotional at the minute, and it had a quote um, from John Owen the other day. What is our finite guilt before infinite grace? How big your guilt is, his grace is so much bigger. So um, let's just take um, the first couple of minutes just to um, turn to God, to get rid of anything that's in the way between us and God. And then um, we're going to sing a couple of songs that are focused on um, just the cross and how Jesus' blood has cleansed us from our sin, and we've been rejoicing that this morning. So maybe Steve, if you could bring up the words of the, the first song for me, that would be great.
Um, I just wanted to end um, uh, with, I sometimes feel a bit jealous when we sing a blessing over the children as they go out. Um, and there's, there's a wonderful song called The Blessing that's been written recently. And um, I just would love us to, to bless one another as we end our time of worship. And if you don't find it too cringy, you can look at one another, but yeah. I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> know too many can we no that's amazing anybody that that speaks to the lord speaking to with that word to seek prayer after the meeting today and there will be people over by the cross there who will pray with you uh, if that's you please please do seek prayer for that and 
really bring that word into effect. James. Ah, he's hard at all. I'm not sure if I should be scared now. Visual <laughs> <laughs> aids, eh? Wow, nothing but the best here, you know. No expense there. Let me pray for James. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for James. We thank you for the word that he's prepared this morning. We thank you that you've already spoken to us in so many ways this morning, Lord, and that you're just going to add to that now. So anoint this man, we pray, as he brings your word to us. Give us attention and ears to listen, minds to understand, and hearts to receive your word this morning from you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Morning, everybody. Um, right, I've got a clip that, uh, Steve, if you could just play this to start, please. I just set myself goals of life. If only I could live in that kind of a village in, in uh, the south of England, like a quite near a station, and a nice little house, but not too expensive. And then you get it, and you say, yeah, you live in the suburbs. Hooray. Now, maybe that car, that, that new one there, that Tesla or whatever, then I'll be happy. You don't literally say that I'll be happy, but there's a kind of sense that that's all I really want. And each of these goals is met, and it isn't it. The line of T.S. Eliot, that's not it. That's not it at all. And, and we go through life thinking, that's not it. There is something in all of us, a whole, a need for connection and love and truth and, and a sense of something beautiful beyond. You're never happy because of your status, because of things you've achieved. You, happiness comes from somewhere else, and of course, I've yet to meet anyone who can tell you where it comes from. It's really powerful, isn't it, that Stephen Fry, for those of you who um, don't know who that was, Stephen Fry, the um, quite renowned, articulate, intelligent, um, comic writer, presenter, um, I think he's, a, he's an atheist, um, he's been quite sort of public on that, um, but really successful man, and yet um, talks of a hole inside, uh, a need for love, a need for truth, and of course um, that's what we have, we have the answer to that in the person of Jesus, um, and that's what I want to talk about a little bit this morning part of our vision for sharing Jesus. Um, I'm going to dip into some fairly, um, probably reasonably well-known texts, and then um, we can look at one uh, in particular. So these are the words of, um, these are the words of Jesus. They'll be known to, to all of you from Matthew 28, 18 to 20. And Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. I'm going to read another one now. This is from Acts. This is an important point that I think we can... Um, gloss over if we're not too careful. Acts 1, 7 to 8. 
He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When we talk about sharing Jesus, particularly in the context of church, we can get very worked up about it, and it very quickly, I think, certainly in my experience, we can depart from um, a position of rest and a position of knowing who we are, our identity as sons and daughters of, of God. We can depart from that by making it all about what we need to do. I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this. How many people have I spoken to today? When was the last time I had this conversation? When was the last time I did this? When was the last time? And before we know it, our focus and our perspective has become upon ourselves rather than a reflection on the source of truth, the source of love. And we, we, we lose the promise, we lose sight of the promise that is from Jesus here, that we are to wait until we have received power, which of course is this context, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But for us today, we can shy away from, we can move away from that, we can get so worked up on what we think we need to do, that the focus can become very much on ourselves or what we haven't done, as opposed to what Jesus has done completely for us. And it's from that place that we can share Jesus effectively and powerfully, because Peter writes this, 1 Peter 3, 15 to 16, In your hearts revere Christ as Lord, Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. Always strikes me that the obvious thing about this verse is that the hope is present. No one's going to ask you to give an account for the hope that is within you if there isn't an obvious hope within you. People are asking to give an account of what is it about you that's so different. That has to therefore be obvious, doesn't it, to people. Recently I read an obituary in the, in the times of, the, of a former vicar from Holy Trinity Brompton called John Collins, and a fascinating life, and he was involved very much in uh, the early days of, um, sort of, well, it was a real move of the charismatic, of, of, of the Holy Spirit through that part of, of the church. And he um, kind of pastors, ministers who went out to, to, to speak at university missions. And one of these ministers spoke at university mission, the University of Cambridge, through which um, Nicky Gumbel was converted. And of course, Nicky Gumbel led the Alpha Course. And there's millions of people around the world have, have come to faith in Jesus through that. And uh, this man's a fascinating, gentle, just godly man. But let me, let me read you um, something, because as part of his search, or the search of... So this is a comment from one of the staff at the time. The vicar had been wrestling with why the truths of Romans 6, dead to sin, were not his own experiences and he was longing for more of God's victory and power in his own life. Then his church was visited by Corrie Ten Boom, 
who seemed to have the holiness he longed for. She caused us to thirst after a sweeter and more gracious state than we knew. We felt that a beautiful life was crossing our path, a life of love and rest. Isn't that incredible? That that life of love and of rest impacted goodness knows how many people. But the, the, the authority came from loving and resting in who she was. In, uh, in God, and she, she demonstrated this illustration. Went now, there's water going on, I'm going to the floor again, okay, so just, yeah, sorry, I'm um, That when our hearts are turned, when they're turned away from, from God, and God's trying to pour in, there's, there's nothing will go in. You see that, right? When we're, when we're partially turned, Maybe some of it will go in. Yeah? But when we're fully turned, fully rested, fully accepting of who we are, we're full to overflowing. Right? There's no effort, there's no striving other than to strive for the rest that we are promised. Because it's from that place that our authority comes. It's from that place that the power comes. It's from that place that the prompting and the leading of the Holy Spirit, wherever we go, leads us, like we've heard this morning. The island and just cleaning up after a isn't it? The loss of just Let me just read this as an illustration because I think it's it's important that we we are to follow in the things that Jesus has done because of course he is um, Lord of all things. So let, let's just read this from John three. This is a Jesus' conversation with Nicodemus, and I want to just draw out some practical points from this for us. <coughs> now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Of course, it's now for us to walk in those things as well. Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born again. How can anyone be born when they are old, Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? asked Nicodemus. You're Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and you do not understand these things. Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen. But still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? 
No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. <coughs> this is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people loved darkness instead of light, because their deeds were evil. All those who do evil hate the light, and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But those who live by the truth come into the light, so that it may see, be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. It struck me that um, some things about this, this conversation. Um, Nicodemus is drawn to Jesus because of his holiness, because of what he's seen about his life. Yeah? That's, that's for us as well. People should be drawn to us because of who is king, who is lord within us. Not because of ourselves and our own efforts, but because of who reigns in our hearts. And then Jesus doesn't mince his words in this conversation. He doesn't pull any punches, does he? This conversation is honest, it's natural, it's direct, and it's life-changing. And I think those four key points are for, for us when we speak to people, when God gives us the opportunity to speak to people, which he will. We should be honest, we should be direct, we should be natural. And when, it's, when the Holy Spirit moves through us, it will be life-changing. And that's the call, isn't it? That's the command, that's the Great Commission, to make disciples, to share what we have, so that people like Stephen Fry, who we heard from there, know that the answer to this whole people says everyone has is Jesus. Amen. Amen. James, thank you for that word, and thank you for those that have shared this morning as well. Wow, we've had a lot, a lot to take on board this morning. I'm not going to attempt to summarise that, I don't think. Just going to close in prayer now. Some of those words that James has shared with us. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for being with us so clearly this morning. Thank you that you've spoken to us through Betty and what she shared about resting. <coughs> Sunday's word to us. <coughs> the enthusiasm from Dave <coughs> who has exemplified much of what James has been talking about by resting and hearing from you and then being prepared to go out. We've been shown through testimony and through your word this morning what we are to do, how we are to proceed. 
help us to be honest, direct, natural in our dealings with others and to bring your life-changing word to them. And we ask that each of us is like that glass, filled to overflowing by your Spirit, not striving for our own sakes, but resting in you, walking forth in your power and your authority, and following your bidding as we seek to bring your word to others. Just bless us all, we pray, Lord, in this coming week. And we look forward to our meeting together again next Sunday. And we thank you for all you've shown us, all you've taught us, all you've shared with us this morning. For your glory, Lord, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.